I welcome every one of you to the second day of our review of the book How Europe Underdeveloped Africa by Walter Rodney. The other day we looked at the chapter one of the book titled Questions on Development. And we looked at we looked at two points. Number one, what is development? Number two, what is underdevelopment? And we were able to establish the fact that Africa had its own type of uh, its own form of development even many centuries, centuries ago before the coming of the colonial master Africa had its own form of development. Today we are moving further in our review, we are looking at the chapter 2 and the topic for today is how Africa developed before the coming of Europeans up to the 15th century. How Africa developed before the coming of the Europeans up to the 15th century. And for the purpose of this our discourse, we want to look at Africa and its development based on what preferably on our culture rather than on civilization. Before the coming of the Europeans, we had um, our cultures and some other things that made us unique. And we know that culture has to do with the total way of life of any people, how they ate, how they walked, the clothes they wore, how they waited, and many other things that, um, that were associated with them. And for example, we had our music, we had our dance, we had things that were peculiar even to us. Africa, as we know, is the home or the continent of drums and percussions. We had our drums, uh, we had our form of music. African people will reach the pinnacle of development in this sphere, in our music and in our dance. And we also had um, the, the art of Egypt and Sudan and also the bronze of Benin and many other things that characterize Africa. But at the core of it is the principle, family principle, which was very predominant in the communal phase of Africa development. It affected two major parts of, uh, of development, two major parts of man, of our relationship, which is land and labor. It also affected the system of distributing goods, our distribution of goods. Africa before the 15th century, the predominant principle of social relations was that of family and kinship in Africa, associated with communalism. Family was very key and core of the African principle. We, we related with one another, we related with one another in our family ties, even to own lands, yatos, lands we associated even, even with the families. In Africa, before the 15th century, the predominant principle of social relations was that of family and kinship associated with communalism. Every member, every member of an African society had his position defined in terms of relatives on his mother's side and on his father's side. For instance, land, which was a major means of production, was owned by groups such as the family or clan, the head of which were parents and those yet unborn. The labor that worked the land was generally recruited on a family basis. A single family or household would till its own plots and it would also be available to share certain joint farming activities with other members of the extended family or clan. This can be contrasted with capitalism where money buys labor and with feudalism where the serfs provides labor in order to have access to a portion of land which belongs to landlord. Having been produced, when this, when the food was produced, you know, as a family, they join them together as a family, they cultivate the land, they, you know, work on the land and they plant their crops and raise their animals. 
when it comes to the time of harvest collectively they also share the, the resultant crops and goods even among the family ties among the kinship ties if a man's crops were destroyed by some sudden calamity relatives in his own village helped him if the whole community was in distress people moved to live with their kinsmen in other in other area where food was not scarce why the exact details might have differed Similar social institutions were to be found among the girls of 11th century France, among the Viets of Indochina at the same date, and virtually everywhere else in the world at one time or the other, because communalism is one phase through which all human society passed. The individual of every stage of life in Africa had its own duties and obligations to others in the society as a set of rights namely things that he or she could expect or demand from other individuals and one thing with africa at that point in time was that age was the most important factor in determining the extent of rights and obligations the oldest members of the society were highly respected and usually in authority and the idea of seniority through age was reflected in the presence of age grades and age sets in a great many African societies. Circumcision meant initiation into the society and into adulthood. From that moment, a man was placed with others in his own age group, and a woman likewise. Usually, there were at least three age grades, correspondingly roughly to the young, the middle-aged, and the old. For instance, the rise of age grades can be seen as responding to the need for greater solidarity because age grades included and cut across many families. Similarly, communal labor was entered into by cross-sections of the community to make work more efficient. As we know, the first prerequisite for mastery of the environment is knowledge of the environment. By the 15th century, Africans everywhere had arrived at a considerable understanding of their total ecology, of their soils, the climates, the animals, the plants, and their multiple interrelationships. The practical application of this lay in the need to, to lay traps to build houses, to make utensils, to find medicine, and above all, to devise systems of agriculture. The centuries before the contact with Europeans was marked by one's agriculture. Africans were majorly given to agriculture, though not mechanized, although they did not, you know, they did not apply some scientific methods in their farming system so as to increase the quality and also the quantity of their produce. But they, they also practiced they were predominantly, uh, predominantly, they were predominantly agrarians. They were into farming and also, you know, rearing their animals. Advanced methods were used in some areas such as terracing, crop rotation, growing manuring, mixed farming, and regulated swamp farming. Now, I want to take a point at this point that this has not been suggested that African agriculture in the early period was superior to that of other, other continents. You know that in other continents like Europe and some other places, they had a practice at that point, at some point they began to practice mechanized farming, which increased their, the quality of their produce and also the quantity of their produce. But Africa was not uh, even to be compared to them in terms of advancement in uh, you know, technology or mechani mechanization of farming. Now, I will conclude this, um, this review with a very important point. The weakness in Africa seemed to have been the lack of a professional interest in acquiring more scientific knowledge 
and devising tools to lighten the load of labor as well as to transform hostile environments to areas suitable for human activity. Now, one major weakness of Africa at that point in time was that we lacked some professional interest. We didn't develop any interest in acquiring more, more scientific knowledge. We were not um, we were not into research. We did not um, build our 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 interest in the scientific field, in the technological field. Oh, how could we make this our farming better? How could we make this our agriculture better? How could we make this our production better? We were not too given even to into the scientific aspect of it or the technological aspect of it. When African societies became linked with the other social systems outside the continent on the basis of trade, little attention was paid to agriculture. Another, another weakness we had was that, you know, something like in Nigeria, there was a point in time where we, were, we discovered the oil. And based on the oil, the oil boom, because of that, you see the government, they had to neglect agriculture. And even in many other places, when we began to dis di di discover some other minerals and some other things, some other resources, we had to push um, agriculture aside. But I want us to look at this major weakness that was cited in this group, the weakness of Africa, our lack of interest in what in, in research, our lack of interest in some scientific methods, in, even in this our time now, look at technology. Now look at the point, how many of us at this time, even in Africa, are technologically inclined? How many of us are internet inclined? How many of us are building up ourselves even to be attuned with the need of the 21st century? Just like Birgit says, in terms of business, is there any business that it's not on the internet, we will be out of business. We soon be out of business. If your business is not on the internet, very soon your business will be out of business. That's what Birgit said. Now, we don't have to allow even this problem, this weakness cited even many years ago, many centuries ago, even to see keep holding us back at this time. Because you can see this limited us, this restricted us. Instead of increasing the quality and the quantity of our produce, we're just you know majorly practicing subsistence farming to take care of ourselves, to take care of our immediate family. We're not looking at advancement to increase the quality and quantity of our produce. So at this time that we are we we are in the, um, the 21st century. We need to embrace technology. We need to embrace the internet. We need to embrace scientific development. We need to embrace even all these things in order to be able to increase our output, to increase the quality of our product. This is how we can also compete. This is how Africa can be, will, will be able to compete with, even with other, other, other continents. And even some nations in Africa can compete even with other nations. And this can only happen with education. This can only happen with, and when I say education, mind you, I mean, both, both formal and informal, basically, but basically informal education whereby we take our time to build up ourselves, take our time to look at all. What are the things I'm lacking? What are the things I need? What are the things I need to learn? Then you may not bring out time to get the materials, to get the resources, and build up yourselves on it. We cannot allow the weakness that stopped even many generations before now, many of our fathers before now. We cannot allow that same weakness to continue at this time. We must bring out time so that when, when the situation demands that, yes, we develop some things. Now you look at the problem on ground and the pandemic. We are looking at the coronavirus pandemic. 
pandemic. You look at you know, some nations trying to develop some vaccines to treat this um, to treat this monster, this monster of a virus. Now, if Africa can also have where we are the African um, scientists, we can also you know put our heads together and see how how we can come up with something. Seriously, this is uh, this is an issue. We should give ourselves to research. We should give ourselves to 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 building up ourselves. This will put us at a vintage position to compete with others. Let's stop here for today. Tomorrow is another day. Thank you very much for taking time to listen to this. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.